הרי מי כאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשה בארץ המה ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכה חוכמה רבנו נחמן נופג בן שמחה נח נח נחמן נחמן איומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם We will finish uh, the last part of Sa'if Tet, section 9 of Shifchei Aram. And also, um, we will hop into the first part of uh, section 10 of the Rabbanu's pilgrimage to Eretz Yisrael. So, we, last podcast, we talked about uh, um, how these two people who were traveling from Eretz Yisrael back to their home country, which was next to where Rabbanu was living in, in Ukraine, um, they came and they brought a lot of trouble trying to investigate what Rabenu's motives were in trying to travel to Eretz Yisrael and they accused him of being a spy, etc., etc. So now let's, uh, let's enter into the Inyan, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's continue with it. They also went to the ship's agent. They went to the agent who's organizing all the ships at the port of, uh, at the dock of, uh, in, in, in Istanbul. And he was a Jewish-Polish man. And he married a Sephardic woman. And the wife, his wife's mother, basically his mother-in-law, um, was a was a woman who entered and exited the Sultan's palace. She was constantly, um, she had access basically to the capital, to the government, etc. And this uh, Polish man was a very big man over there. And these two people who investigated, were trying to investigate Rabenu and accused, and falsely accused him of uh, spying. They went to this uh, man at the dock, and they asked him and they requested him, telling him this: "Leman Hashem, for the sake of God, do not let this man, basically Rabenu, who they did not know was Rabenu, but they said that this man, do not let this man travel to the land of Israel, because he's one of the people who's." Um, instigating argument and strife against the, the Hasidim in Eretz Yisrael. And he wants to expel Jews from Eretz Yisrael. And if you are able to do any sort of evil thing to this man, you will receive double reward from the heaven. From, uh, from Rabbeinu and his attendant had no idea that these two people did this. Section 10. The main idea is this. These two people embarrass and disgrace Rabenu with all sorts of disgrace in any way possible. Rabenu endured all of it. And Rabenu did not want to reveal in any single given circumstance at all who he was. And he, out, he outwitted them with intention. And he confused their minds very, very much. Until the point where they, uh, they disgraced him so many times. Every single time they met with him, they disgraced him. Until... Uh, Why? Why did they disgrace him? Because Rabban was changing his role every single time he spoke with them. He was changing his identity. One time he spoke with them to the point where he deceived them until they thought it was clear that he was from this place in Italy called Lagorna. Afterwards, they saw that he was not from there. And they, they embarrassed him very, very much. 
And one time they spoke with Rabenu, they seemed, it seemed to them as if he was uh, the son of the Kamarna Rebbe, the Magid of Kamarna. As it was, as it was during that time, the Magid of Kamarna had a great um, amount of opposition on him. There was famous opposition on the Kamarna Rebbe. And as they were thinking this, uh, in the meanwhile, within as they were speaking and conversing with Rabenu, as they were thinking that he was the son of the Kamana Rebbe, he Rabenu began to curse and berate the Kamarna. and they screamed at him, isn't he your father? And they were confused now because now Rabenu was cursing um, the Kamana Rebbe, or. Uh, making it seem as if he's berating the Kaman Rebbe, as they think he's the Kaman Rebbe's son, so now they're confused. And now they had no idea about his identity. Every single time they spoke with him, Rabbeinu had a different name. With every single name they addressed him with, Rabbeinu answered with them, and he played with their, uh, with their games, and he went to them. Every single time they would call a name, for example, Ruven, Rabbeinu would get up and go to them. As if uh, Rabban was playing with their allies. Immediately, um, at one point, suddenly, um, one time they suddenly called uh, with their mouths, they called the name Yeshaya. Because the son of the Kamana Rebbe was his name, was in, his name was Yeshaya. So uh, to test Rabbanu, they called the name Yeshaya to see if Rabban would get up. Uh, as we know, the son of the Kamana Rebbe was Yeshaya, and they were suspecting that he was the son of the Kamana Rebbe. And immediately, Rabbeinu, may his memory be a blessing, got up and immediately went to them. And now it seemed to them that it was certainly that he was the son of the Kamana Rebbe. And they responded to him, It's certain that you are the son of the Kamana Rebbe. And Rabban responded by rebuking them, saying that he was not the Kamana Rebbe's son. As they were speaking, As they were speaking, they began to speak about the gift that the Kamana Rebbe was sending his son. And as they were speaking, Rabbeinu immediately began to ask them and urge them that uh, he wanted them to show him the gift that he was sending the son of the, that the commander of Rabbi was sending his son. As Rabbeinu was trying to deceive them and thinking that he was asking for the gift because it was him. He was the son of the commander. And then they saw that again he was the son of the commander Rebbe. And afterwards, as they were speaking with him, he began to curse the commander Rebbe again. They were frightened. They were they were confused. They had no idea what was happening. And they they were so outraged. And they disgraced Rabenu tremendously. As they were asking him, why do you say your name is like this? And then afterwards you say your name is another name. And so too the name of your city is changing always too. As they were asking Rabbeinu this, why are you changing your name and the name of your city and this and that? Rabbeinu responded to them. That every single name is connected to a given attribute or sfirah, which is a divine emanation, a divine attribute of Hashem.
And I, Baruch Hashem, blessed is God. I'm encompassed of all the attributes and all the names. That's, that was Rabbeinu's answer. So he wasn't lying when they said Yeshaya and he got up because he represented the Midah of Yeshaya, etc., etc. And everything that happened with regard to this subject, will consume many volumes. And sometimes, may Rabbeinu's memory be a blessing. He used to wake them up from their sleep and he used to begin to speak about them until the point where they got very angry. And they began to curse and berate Rabbeinu and to disgrace Rabbeinu very much. And on Friday afternoon, as Shabbat was entering, they came from the mikveh. And Rabbeinu was lying down on the couch barefoot. Without any belt. Without any hat. And he asked these two people who walked in to the inn. Why is it that during the entire week my body is light and I have no heaviness? And now I'm so weary. Until the point where literally I cannot even get up from the place I'm sitting in right now. And they responded to him like this. They said that it's because every single Friday afternoon your, a person's soul goes up above and above. And the extra soul that is granted to a person comes uh, down to this person from above. But by you, the only difference is that your soul gone up, has gone up. But the extra soul you do not merit to receive. Therefore your body has remained like a stone. And they responded to him, Sorry, Rebenu responded to that response. When Rabbeinu heard this, he responded to them, Oy lachem, warn to you guys. Even with such a light question like this, you guys have no idea how to answer. And after Rabbeinu said that, telling them that they were completely wrong, he asked them to accept him for Shabbat because they, they had a Shabbat organized. He asked them, could you, uh, could, you, uh, could you host me for Shabbat? And they did not accept but on Shabbat they accepted Rabbeinu's attendant they accepted Rabbeinu's attendant for, uh, by them on Shabbat they hosted him but not Rabbeinu but they did not want to accept Rabbeinu Rabbeinu was forced to eat dairy products on Shabbat because Rabbeinu did not want to eat uh, meat uh, products from uh, that place. It was only them, though, that they were able to eat meat because they had a special uh, uh, ritual slaughter there that they knew that was trusted while Rabbeinu was forced to eat dairy. And also on Shabbat, there was a great strife between them. And uh, they wanted to push Rabbeinu outside. Because Rabbeinu entered their home, even though he did not eat by them. He was just staying there. And they began to argue with him. Until they began to push him aside. And uh, Rabbeinu, uh, there was great noise over there. There was great uproar over there. And also in the morning, the same thing happened and occurred over there. And we see this, that Rabbeinu was purposefully putting himself in shame and disgrace. And we're going to see that his brother Chaim Oran, this Inyan, that Rabbeinu sometimes put himself into childish behavior 
to the point where he literally used to pick out fights in, in Istanbul with different people like a child would. He used to play games with people on the streets and stuff like that. So as to completely conceal his identity and also to receive lots of shame so that he could have the merit to enter Eretz Because Rabbeinu says that in order to enter Eretz one has to overcome all the obstacles and has to lower himself to the katnut of katnut, the lowest possible, possible lo, uh, lowliness. You have to belittle yourself completely to get to the highest place, which is Eretz Yisrael. So to attain the greatest levels, you have to remove your entire honor, all your honor, all your kavod, to the point where Rabbeinu concealed himself and would clearly instigate arguments so that they would embarrass him. And we're going to see why Rabbeinu did this. Because it seems like a big question, how could Rabbeinu do this to put the other people in harm's way? And to put other people into this bad position, purposefully. But we have to see why Rabbeinu did this. We're going to see later in Se'if Haftet, in section 29 of Rabbeinu's pilgrimage. Uh, the parable Rabbeinu brings down a very big sod, a very big secret. Explaining why Rabbeinu put specifically the one person who was uh, constantly berating and angering Rabbeinu and uh, uh, embarrassing Rabbeinu constantly. And why Rabbeinu was putting this man in that position constantly. Um, as we're going to see later in that section, how Rabbeinu explains, this man was already accused of, uh, of a deen in Shammai, that he was going to die regardless. And we're going to see that uh, when this man, in the next podcast, when this man goes back home uh, to Eastern Europe, to Ukraine, uh, he passed away um, uh, very shortly after. And uh, Rabbeinu, we're going to see what he was doing with all this. Um, because it's not such a simple matter. But Bezrat uh, Hashem, that's it for today. God willing, we'll continue the next uh, podcast um, with the words with the words Klal Hadavach. We'll finish uh, section ten and Bezrat uh, Hashem section eleven as well. And the uh, next podcast.